Hello and welcome to the 1-106 of a Second Photography Podcast. A show first, this is a two-parter, well, the second part of two parts. In my last episode, I was talking to Gary about street photography and we used the whole episode up talking about my images. In this episode, we're going to talk about Gary's images and just have a quick sort of chat about that really. Gary, would you just like to introduce yourself to the listeners again? Yep, yeah, sure. My name's Gary Norman. I have a YouTube channel which is called uh, Re-Photography. It's quite a few videos on there now predominantly a landscape photographer but i've also started getting into a little bit of street photography and branching out to other areas as well so yeah that's me and one of the most controversial things from the last episode was i sort of said i, I generally use a compact camera for street photography and gary uses a dslr for street photography i suspect we'll have a look at his images and they'll be really pin sharp and excellent just out of curiosity gary how many how many videos you've got on your youtube channel Ooh, uh, somewhere around about 50, 50, somewhere between 50 and 60. I've been doing it for about a year, uh, well, about 14, 15 months now, and I've been releasing pretty regularly weekly. So yeah, around about 50 or 60. Wow, that's really impressive. That takes dedication, I think. Anyway, Gary, let's start with your images. This one is an image taken from Borough Market. Not exactly sure what end of Borough Market it is, but you've got these arches. It's like a little under undercover arcade. And I just took the shot through the arches because I, I really like the colours. And uh, there's a couple of people standing on the right. There's someone sitting down, surprisingly, on their uh, on their mobile phone on the left. And there's a few people milling about in the distance. Uh, this is really good. I really like it. I can tell you've recovered a lot of shadows in editing, haven't you? huge amount yeah if you look at the image close up and see it's it's rather grainy because it's quite high iso and i've recovered an awful lot but i think that kind of adds to the image i think that like we were saying last time you don't have to be technically perfect in street photography you've just got to try and get a feeling across i like the fact that it has this sort of harsh edgy look it looks it has a look i like it's quite high contrast and it, it looks like you've used a bit of clarity there and i quite like that particularly on the wooden sort of paneling down the right hand side the way we've got someone just leaning against the door someone looking in a window just down from them someone on their phone what a surprise two people chatting a woman with shopping bags another woman looking looking in a hairdresser's it's an odd thing to do window shopping leading lines of each side of the alley and you've got reflections in both sides of the windows what i think strikes me is the aspect ratio you've gone for you've gone for a square image i'm not one of these people who who stick to specific aspect ratios so i will crop my image down to where i think it fits so even if that's not a traditional standard size i, I just try and crop it to make it look how i like it uh, i think if i'd have pushed it any wider you start to get too much of the uh, outer windows coming in and it kind of takes your focus away from the people and the arches which is where i really wanted to focus this image when i commented on the square image i thought you were going to say because it was for instagram so it but you didn't mention that so was this cropped for aesthetics or cropped for an output I crop everything for aesthetics. I don't. I don't crop anything for Instagram. I do. I do use Instagram, but um, I don't crop anything specifically for it. So, if I if the picture's not a square, I'll still use it on Instagram if I want to. Uh, the, pr the primary focus for me, when taking an image and when cropping an image, is to get the best out of that image. In the background, you've got a really light area, which isn't overblown, and you've got 
obviously a lot of shadow area. What camera was this shot with, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, this is with a 5D Mark III and a 24 to 70 lens. Yeah, it's, it's the camera's done really well to sort of balance everything, or you've done really well in editing to sort of balance everything and not clip the highlights or not clip the black scene. Though you've done well there. Oh, thank you very much. This is this isn't really my normal style. Actually, this is just uh, this is just an image of someone standing leaning up against a, a wall on the right hand side. With the the, the foreground is the, on the right hand side are some pipes that lead up the wall, which are slightly out of focus. And then he's in quite sharp focus with some light on and then the people in the background milling about are sort of again dropped out of focus again this is a borough market he's just standing around waiting for something isn't he yeah he's just waiting waiting for his missus probably who's doing a bit of shopping something like that so. maybe you didn't notice this or, or or do anything intentionally for this but it's like a pool of light has hit this chap and he's the only one who's been hit by a pool of light and therefore your eye is drawn to him. I have to say that um, I have I have given him some extra light in Lightroom. So I used a radial filter uh, and I darkened down all of the surrounding and just left him light. Uh, so yeah, for me, I, some people call it cheating, but I think that post-processing is, is as important in the image process as taking the image. Well, I didn't notice. I thought that was, I thought that was the looking camera. So again, well done to your editing skills. It's, his leg is a bit unfortunate. I suppose if you've got a slightly different angle, you wouldn't be able to tell whether he's leaning against the wall with one leg or he'd had an accident. Yeah, it does look a little bit like that now you, now you point that out. I'd never really thought of that before, but yeah, it does look a little bit like that, doesn't it? You can just see the laces on his right leg at the back. So you think, okay, he hasn't had an accident. He He's just put, he's put his, the sole of his foot against the wall he's leaning on, but had you gone from a different angle you might be able to tell that move on to one. the next one again this is just outside borough market it's the underside of a bridge and the background is all some sort of mural and they've painted it with um, some hearts on and some very dark dark blue background and some sort of swirly pink and blue um, dots and then i've just taken a picture of someone riding their bike past there with these two prominent hearts that are on the mural so the the unfortunate um, cyclist is is sort of encompassed in the lower half and the smaller half the two isn't it yeah so that that was i wouldn't i'm not going to say that that was uh, intentional it's i just snapping away as someone as he rode past and i think this was the best position for him in the image so were you lying in wait with that background or did it just happen no i, I waited I, I actually i spotted that while i was out and about and I thought that would make a really fantastic backdrop for some uh, for if some people walk past. And I, a couple of bikes rode past before I got set up and I thought, wow, I think a bike, if I could just get the bike, if you notice on it's not quite sharp, there's a little bit of movement on it. If I could just get that bike ever so slightly um, showing some movement, it'd look really good against that background. Unfortunately, this guy rode past. Yeah, it's a lovely image, well done. Let's look at the next one. This one here is a picture of the Shard. I'm not sure what the bridge is. I think it's, it might even be London Bridge. Um, and it's just it's just an image of this. Again, like we were saying last time, it doesn't always have to be about people, street photography. And this was just, I just really like the way that the lights reflect, the sky is reflecting off the Shard. So I'm down on the bank underneath, well, not quite underneath, but to the right-hand side of London Bridge as you're looking. And then I'm shooting up with the arch of the bridge in the in the bottom third of the image and the shard on the left-hand third really sort of prominent and some 
dark, angry skies. It does look like a gloomy day and, and the skies do look quite intense. It sort of looks a little bit apocalyptic. I can tell from the editing that you haven't gone, I think most people say oh, that's black and white, but you haven't gone full black and white. I think you've just, you've got some very subdued colors. Maybe you've lowered saturation in editing. You could almost think someone's done a HDR here because the dynamic range is very good. No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, but it, I, I tend to on this is something I picked up really from my landscape shooting on really grey days. It's often good to go black and white, but it's also sometimes really good just to desaturate everything down. So you've still got the hint of the colour, but it's not completely black and white. Um, I just think it says it speaks out for the mood of the day it speaks out that it was a gloomy day it speaks out that there's you know there's rain threatening so i like to really tone everything down on those really sort of gloomy days no very good image let's see the next one okay so this one is it's on the same pathway actually underneath uh, alongside the thames um, i think you walk under southwark we walk over southwark bridge and back down and then you walk under this this one here i just really it's, it's basically um it's basically a underneath a little it's underneath a building as you walk through and this is a doorway with an old with a big arch over the top of it and it's um it's like a back door basically and the light on it's really nice and there's someone just walking past the door looks like sort of the fire exit of a nightclub it, it does look really grotty and and dingy hopefully it's not a catering establishment You've you've gone with very high ISO, haven't you? Yeah, I have. The, the ISO is very high. This one's very grainy, but I also added in some grain as well. I just think it, it lends to the the shot lends to that sort of real grungy, grainy look. And did this chap notice he was photographed? He had absolutely no idea. He was just wandering past. So, again, though, you see with this image, I probably should, I probably shouldn't say, but he was further back in the image, and I've cloned him out and moved him in, so he's passing the door because he didn't look right where he was. Again, you could say that's cheating, but um, yeah, that's what I did. Again, I wouldn't have noticed, not at all. So kudos on your editing. I, you even seem to have got the shadow to work as well. Yeah, I pulled the shadow over as well. He, he sort of, there's a, on the left-hand side, there's a great big air conditioning vent and he was more underneath that. So I pulled him across more into the middle of the image. But again, for me, if, you, if, if people don't notice then, and it's subtle enough, then I think it's okay. Like I said, I, I wouldn't have noticed in the slightest. Okay, this is again from the same shop, same shoot. Uh, this is just slightly further along. And what we've got here is we've got, uh, it's um, like almost like a caged walkway and there's a person I'm shooting down the walkway, there's a person at the bottom, and then there's someone just sitting on a little concrete plinth, almost uh, like a little gap in the building, and they're looking at him and they're smiling because they're talking to someone over on the uh, left-hand side who's just out of shot. Did you consider in this image getting low so it'd be more symmetrical and you might be able to, if you adjusted your angle, get the chap in line with the sort of street light up, up on top? Yeah, I think that's the, the one thing I, I looked at this shot when I was editing it and I wasn't quite in the center of the uh, of the walkway, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, it would, it would have looked better if it had all lined up. But um, yeah, sometimes sometimes it just works that way. Sometimes there's not a lot you can do. He's slightly over to the right of the walkway as well. So if I'd have moved over to get him underneath the, the lights, then I probably would have lost the perspective going down the walkway anyway. And you might well have lost the person in the in the um, background as well. Quite possibly, quite possibly. So this image is 
not sure of the name of the bridge, but it's it's sort of two down, I think, from London Bridge. And you've got, basically, it's a shot of the right-hand pavement and cycleway, and you've got some people wandering off into the distance, and then on the left-hand side, there's a, a, a woman cyclist who's, who's blurred out as she's cycling towards you. That's good. You've got slightly subdued colours on an overcast day. You've got red from the woman's top. You've got sort of green, quite a lot of green and blue colours in the image. And you've done quite well to capture the motion of the cyclist, yet keep the woman walking quite sharp. I'd say everyone else is slightly blurry, but she's probably the sharpest bit. And because of the red bit, your eye goes to. And you've got some leading lines as well. Yeah, that was the tricky part. It was I, I stood there for quite a while watching people wander past and the cyclists coming the other way. And it was really hard to get the cyclists, you know, blurred enough so you could see the movement without blurring the people too much. And this one came out, I think, just as I wanted it. I think there is an element of preparation in street photography. When you go to somewhere, you've got to sort of, I mean, occasionally you'll go somewhere and you'll see something, get your camera out, snap an image. But sometimes you've got to go somewhere and think, right, what's the best what's the best way to do this what's the best angle what sort of what sort of shutter speed do i need and it looks like you've sort of invested that time here definitely for me 100 percent. i was i talk about this i think as well in one of my blogs where i i consider myself more of a landscape photographer and i think that comes in handy when you're doing street photography because i'm not just looking at the people i'm kind of trying to get the composition right in the first place so I'm trying to get all the elements in and then if then get people wandering through the shot, which then gives it that sort of human element. If you, most of my images are not focused solely or, or even focused very much on the people, they're much more focused on the composition in the background. And those people are, are almost just elements in the shot that give it that human feel. I'm looking forward to the next one. Okay, so this one is it's pretty classic shot really of, um, of St Paul's Cathedral and Millennium Bridge so you stood at the far end of Millennium Bridge looking across to St Paul's Cathedral there's a walkway coming up through the centre of the image and then the two walkways across the bridge coming from the left and right with the cathedral in the middle the dome of the cathedral in the middle what what grabs you about that image the first thing that draws my attention in the image is there's a little girl just looking directly at me uh, sort of a third well halfway up and over just over to the left hand side of the cathedral it was it was a difficult shot to take because i didn't have my tripod with me and there was an awful lot of movement on that day so i, I kind of just tried to make the most out of the movement by it accentuating a little bit so there was a little bit of movement everywhere i'm glad you brought the girl the, the girl is the bit that jumps out to me because everything else has movement the people moving uh, i would say the buildings have the buildings in the bridge have an of movement but the, the girl appears yep. sharp so there's a girl just leaning over barrier sort of looking into camera her mum's with her and she sort of is in just the right zone i think to be sharp to catch her eye so there's one leading line that goes into her and she's in, I would say, the middle third of the frame horizontally as well. So, yeah, that, that's what draws my eye as well. Also, the glass is sort of giving quite a blue tint. Is this one you wish you had your tripod with you? Partly, but I actually quite like the fact that it's that it's got that movement in it. I, I, I would like to go back and take that shot again with, with the tripod, yes. But I probably would like to do it when it's a bit quieter. I think the fact that this one is busy and it's got a little bit of movement in it, I don't mind it too much. No, it, it is a good image. The the real the thing I find odd about it is on the water. I wouldn't have expected to see so much detail on the water. Almost like if it 
things were moving, maybe the water might become a bit sort of blurred out, but I can see quite a lot of detail on the water as well. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's, it wasn't such a fast shutter speed. And I think possibly as well, it was very difficult to, to lock myself in and stay still because the bridge is moving a little bit. So it might be, the movement might be less about the shutter speed and more about the fact that I'm moving ever so slightly, which might explain why the water's got a bit of detail in it. I see. Would you consider doing this shot again with ND filters? <sighs> probably, probably, because I've had to do quite a lot of work to pull that um, sky in and it probably shows. I mean, this is it. The, if you, you look at this image, people would look and say that's a really, really heavily processed image. So it would be nice probably to go back and reshoot it and try and make it look a little bit more natural. But I think that the, the fact that it was there's movement in it, the fact that it's slightly, ever so slightly blurry, I, th I think you can get away with over-processing it like I have. I think the over-processing adds to it, to be honest. It has an air of hmm. um, 28 days later to it. Not that the people here are zombies or anything, or it's the end of civilization, but it, it, maybe it's the colors or the, the sort of processing. It does have an air of that. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Good image. Let's have a look at the next one. So this one is is taken on a tripod. Um, this was a very early morning. I think I, I think I got into London at about five o'clock, and I managed to get this shot. It's St Paul's Cathedral. It's looking down towards St Paul's Cathedral. You've got this uh, cobbled street almost, and you've got these old buildings on to the left and to the right of it. And because it's a very rainy day, there's a lot of reflections coming up from the street and the cathedral's lit up in the background it's sort of that blue hour shot that's a that's a fantastic image gary the the fact that you've got lights and water and every every shop front has has light coming from it it looks really good i, I like the flares I, some people wouldn't like the flares from the from from the lights i like them i think it adds something to it i think that's really good the i've often wondered whether it's worth getting a tilt shift lens and i i often think I would never use a tilt shift lens enough to justify hiring or purchasing it. If I was here on that day, I, I might sort of think, oh, I wish I got a tilt shift lens. Absolutely. I mean, if, if I could afford a tilt shift lens, I'd definitely be getting hold of one. Uh, but for this type of shot, uh, you know, for anything where you've got sort of a big architecture, they're fantastic because you, you start to get convergence otherwise. The, the lens flare, I did. I shot it intentionally at f22 um, to get that lens flare. And if you look around, there's actually quite a lot of uh, rain spots uh, that are on the lens because it was so wet. But I left them in because I actually think it adds to the image. And kudos to you for getting up at five o'clock. Well, uh, being in London at five o'clock, carrying around a tripod with you. Well done. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was, a, it was an early morning. Can skip a couple, right? So this is from the same day. This is a bit later on. Again, it's it was a very, very wet day. Um, this image was taken, I think, on Cannon Street, I think it's called. It's around the St. Paul's area. So it's it's sort of in the city. Um, and it's taken underneath a temporary um, a tunnel that's basically, uh, it, there's some scaffolding where there's some work going on above it. Uh, and there's a guy wandering off in the distance uh, who's silhouetted with his umbrella up he's just under the tunnel heading out and then you've got the light in the background and someone coming in the other direction i ended up finding that i had to go to places with artificial light to get anything out of the day because it was so gray yeah another sign of modern society he's got a, a coffee cup with him hasn't he that you can just sort mm -hmm. of make out this is a really good image I, I really like the silhouette so you've got a man who's silhouetted with his umbrella 
and you've got a man who's not silhouetted in the background, but mainly your focus comes from the leading lines of the makeshift tunnel and the silhouetted umbrella man. Very good. This is a similar tunnel on the other side of the road, and it was it's basically another one of those tunnels. It's another way where another place where I was simply looking for some artificial light. And this is an uh, an older lady who's sort of walking towards me. She's got her umbrella down. She's you can clearly see she's noticed me. But I just liked what she was wearing. I found it interesting. I just like the way she was looking at me, and I also like the lines leading off into the distance with the people in the background. No, I, I quite agree. You've, you've summarised that very well. Tatty London floor, lots of bags and litter everywhere. At first, I thought she had a, like a leopard skin coat on, but it's not quite leopard skin, is it? No, I can't remember what colour it was actually. I've got it. I've got the raw file. I should probably pull it up, but yeah, no, it's it's not leopard skin. I think it, I think it was a, I think it was that sort of colour though. I believe. Yeah, that's the colour I thought it would be. Oh, very good. Let's have a look at the next one. Going to move on, on from a couple here. This one's an interesting one. It's it's basically shot through a window. I'm looking at someone who's just sitting in a coffee shop, and they're just uh, reading the paper. And I've, it's you've got this really interesting wall of the coffee shop in the background that just sort of it's and it's. Well, it's, it's just interesting. It's got like the, the Thames snaking through it, and then it's got lots of uh, bold writing and some images, and it was just all about that with him just sitting in it. It was more the wall that interests me rather than the person sitting in it, if I'm honest. You have a very bland businessman sat in front of a very loud and obnoxious wall. Imagine, for, for our UK listeners, of course, imagine the start of East End has gone wrong and I, I think that sums up the wall really but behind this chap lots of words uh, a very interesting wall he's every day and, and that isn't every day that's extraordinary and he's ordinary I would say talk me through why you chose the colours you did you've done some split toning yeah it's it split toned but the, the, the colour of the, the highlights that sort of sepia brown is, is quite close to the colour of the interior those lights and that wall were actually close to that colour. Um, so that's kind of how I ended up moving towards that. Um, I just felt that I just wanted something slightly different. And I think that the fact that it's this uh, split tone with the sepia and the blue, it brings out the wall and, and the details of it really well. Um, and it, I found as well that with the original shot with the colours, I was losing the guy. And he is an important factor in the image, even though he's not really what the image is about. Without him in it, it wouldn't be anywhere near as much. And I was losing him with the original colours. You've also done well getting him in because it gives a size perspective. You could have gone in that cafe and taken a picture of the wall, but it wouldn't have meant anything. It wouldn't have said anything. With him there, you get the sense that the wall's massive and it probably covers all of central London and maybe you can't even fit it all in in your image definitely 100 percent scale is really important i think in images yeah and i'm, I'm sure that wanders off much further to the uh, right hand side behind that pillar a very good image well done let's have a look at the next one this is another image here and basically it's from the same day and it's a very wet day and there's someone wandering off into the distance underneath this really fantastically arched um entrance to a courtyard i think it's a hotel i'm pretty sure it's a hotel on the left hand side it might even be a hotel on the left and the right 
and uh, yeah, the light coming through really nice. You've got some nice reflections in the courtyard and I really liked the fact that the light at the top of this arch is illuminating this really detailed, um, I think it's wooden paneling above this guy's head. I, again, have you added grain or was it a high ISO shot? It was a high ISO shot, but I have added a little as well. I think if I'd have gone back and done this one again, and I still could, I probably would have given it slightly less harsh treatment because I think I've in, introduced the grain myself by the way that I've processed it. Yeah, it looks like you've recovered a lot of the shadows. You could take this image again quite easily because it would work with no people in it. To shoot it with no people in would be a struggle, I think, but it would just be good on its own. I think I agree, it would, it would because it's just because it's such an interesting arch and it's just, it, I think the picture's all about the light at the top. The person in there is just almost just anchoring it a little bit, but I think it's all about the light at the top on those on that panelling. Let's see if you've got another one. So this, these last two or three here now, these are from my from the very the, my latest blog in London where I wanted to go and shoot underground stations and bits and pieces around there. So this image is from South Kensington Tunnel. It's basically looking down the tunnel with the lights of, above the strip lights leaving you off into the distance. Um, and everything's sort of pushing you down towards the end of the tunnel. There's some people not quite in the foreground, they're sort of in the midground and the background. And they're, they're a couple walking away, one guy with a bag, with a suitcase, a trolley suitcase walking towards you. And then you've got all this uh, tiling of the, um, of the tunnel um, detailed on the left and the right and also on the, on the roof, on the ceiling. You must be a tall man, Gary. I didn't think you were this tall. So it looks like you're almost, the camera is almost at the ceiling. Would that be fair to say? It looks like it, but it isn't. It's just it's just the way that, that the angle is on the shot. I'm just, I think what I did was I focused, I shot more with the, if you look at it, because the tunnel's right down in the lower third, it looks like you're close to the ceiling, but it's just the angle of the shot that's, that's giving you that perspective. Fair enough. And you've done some vignetting, haven't you? Yeah, heavy vignetting, because I wanted to push the, the I wanted to push your eye down into the tunnel rather than rather than lose it around the edges, because there's quite a lot of detail without the vignetting around these top edges. You can see all of the um, tiling uh, that's on the, on the top of the tunnel. And I wanted to really push you right away from that down into the tunnel. And talk me through your colour choices on this image as well. It's it's a very it's a very browny colour. It's like a sepia colour. Again, what I did was I think that it, it's 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 not close to that colour, but it's not mile million miles away. What I really wanted to do was to just desaturate it down, lose anything too bright, too colourful, because that would distract your eye from what I was trying to show, which is almost like the leading line down into the tunnel. Yeah, I dropped a lot of the saturation down, took away anything too bright, and then sort of brought up this more sepia colour. Very good. Right, let's see the next image. This image here is from uh, Baker Street Station, uh, Tube Station. It's, uh, I think it's the Hammersmith and City Line. I think it's that one. It's quite a famous place to go and take photos, and this image here isn't really the main point that you're trying to take when you come here, but I quite liked it. It's just a couple guy on the left hand on the right hand side waiting for a train on his mobile phone a couple of guys on the left hand side waiting for a train on their mobile phones and then a train actually just 
departing the station, but that's slightly blurred out because of the shutter speed. Everyone's on their phone. What a surprise. You almost want to say to the guy on the right, step back, you're too close, you're too close. But I'm sure he's a reasonable length away from the train. I think he is. I'm not 100% sure because there's no yellow line there, is there, that, uh, that you normally get to stay this uh, distance away. But I think he's all right. We'll never know. Okay, so this is a, a completely random one that I've thrown in here. Again, it's in Baker Street Station and basically it's a shot from the platform looking through a train as it goes past. And you can just see in the in the distance or in the through the train's windows that you've got this Baker Street sign and there's also a little Baker Street sign down on the left hand side as well. And then the rest of it is the window as it rushes past and I've really push the colours up like very vibrant on this to give something very different. It, it does look very different. When you first see it, you think it's very psychedelic and you've really got to work to work out that, oh, you are still in Baker Street and you're in a tube. And what's that? that that's probably a train. The colours remind me very much of Rainbow Road and Mario Kart. I don't know whether <laughs> you ever played that, but it, it is very psychedelic, very bright, um, but still retains enough of the brickwork and Baker Street sign that you can see what, what is going on. I wouldn't have actually known that that was a train going through had you not told me. Okay, yeah, I, I think I think when I process this, it was one of those days where I was in a, a rare days when I was in a good mood. <laughs> so I used a lot of bright colors. To be honest with you, the original photo is, isn't very anything at all, but I just, I, when I looked at it, I could just see some potential with it, which is why I've processed it in this way. No, it's certainly very different, certainly very interesting. Well done. Okay, so this one here, this is really why you go as a photographer to Baker Street, because you've got these really nice recessed seats, and then the light that's coming down from the, I don't know what they are in the scene, sort of alcoves, and they're, they're lit up. So basically this one is two of these recessed seats. You've got Baker Street sign in the middle and then on the right hand seat you've got a guy sitting waiting for a train with all his bags and uh, quite a lot of baggage actually. And then there's this light that's at the top that's giving, that's, um, streaming down onto him that's giving him a really, he's, I think he's lit really well. I think that this would, maybe you've deliberately saved this to last. This is um, probably the favourite image. It's incredibly sharp. It's incredibly well taken. You say the guy's got baggage. I would think literally and figuratively. He's got quite a lot of bags with him, but he looks downtrodden. He looks beaten down, like he's fed up with something, and it looks like he's carrying some emotional baggage. The symmetry's really good, and it's just a lovely image. Well done on this one. Thanks very much, and he's not on his mobile, which helps. <laughs> There's a soft drink carton in the next next alcove, isn't there? Do you know, I never even noticed that. <laughs> quite like you, it now, though. You, you, Obviously, it didn't distract me enough to take it out. No, you've got enough litter there to know it, it's London, haven't you, if you didn't know that Baker Street was in London. That's very good. He is, him and his physical baggage are rimlet, and it's come out really well. And that's just a testament, really, to the the, the 5D Mark III. It's, it's such a good camera, isn't it? Oh, it's a great camera. It, I mean, for, for shots like this and for... It's a little bit bulky. It can get in people's faces when you're doing street photography, but for the, the, you can't argue with the quality of the images. They're, they're fantastic from it, especially if you marry it up with a really good lens. And what lens did you use, Gary? All of the shots around London are with a 24 to 70 f2.8 Mark II. And that's, a, that's just my favourite lens. It's just brilliant, really sharp, takes great pictures. Is that your last image? Yes, it is. Ah, uh, so you did, you did say the last one to talk last. <laughs> 
How much do you spend editing this one? Or did you not spend any time editing it? I spent a little bit of time. I mean, I think the thing is, you know when you've taken a good shot because it doesn't need masses of editing. This one didn't need loads. I probably I probably spent about 15 minutes on it. I did on the left-hand side, on the, on the pillar on the left-hand side, there were some uh, signs just directing you off to different uh, tube lines which i've taken out but other than that there was very little editing to do really we've naturally come to the conclusion of this episode do tell me what you think have you liked this these two episodes where we talk about street images again we i recognize it's difficult in a podcast when people are critiquing talking about images but i hope we've given you a flavor of the images that have been shared between myself and gary so do let me know what you think your opinion is always important don't forget to check me out on Twitter. Don't forget you can support the podcast if you want to. And do go and have a look at Gary's YouTube channel because um, he's, he's now been kind enough to give up his time for two episodes. So thank you very much, Gary. Thank you for listening and goodbye.